Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MSU Wealth Management Association podcast, a show where two Michigan State students take turns interviewing financial advisors and other professionals in the wealth management industry to figure out if a career in the financial planning space is right for them. I'm Justin Halverson, a senior finance major at Michigan State and the current president of MSU WMA. Today we have a special episode for you. Uh, we sat down with Kristen Hintz, who is the Associate Director of the Russell Palmer Career Management Center at Eli Broad College of Business at Michigan State. And um, our conversation today was all about how students can find jobs in the virtual environment. Kristen, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Always so, great to work with um, students in the wealth management program. So. Awesome. We're, we're so happy to hear from you today. So uh, today it's kind of a special podcast where we are trying to figure out how our how our members and how students can navigate this uh, virtual recruiting environment. So um, first, before we get into all those details, can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you ended up at the Russell Palmer Center? Sure. So I've spent my whole career um, in, in higher education, specifically working with students. Um, from a variety of different capacities. Um, I actually, eons ago, started off working in residence life um, at another college and then here at Michigan State. So I helped run one of the large um, residence hall communities and then transitioned into career services. So I've been in a career services area since 1999 and started off working with full-time MBA students um, specifically an international student population in that degree program. And then I did leave the business school at Michigan State for a little over five years, and I went to the MSU College of Law and did career services for them. So I had been working with graduate level students in the, in the career support area for a long time. So when I came back to the business school about five years ago, I was working with executive MBAs and specialized masters. And then when the new pavilion was being built, um, I had the opportunity to take on more responsibility to work with undergrad students. So I like to say I went from working with 30-year-olds to 19-year-olds. Um, and so the Russell Palmer Career Management Center um, is specifically designed to help undergrad and graduate students who are interested or pursuing business, both the graduate and undergrad level. So my role in our office is to lead up all undergraduate career advising. So we have two teams in our office, employer relations and career coaching, and I'm on the career coaching side specifically for undergrads. So. That's awesome. So can, could you maybe tell us just a little bit more about what the career coaching side looks like? So if a student was coming into the Russell Palmer Center, what, what, what do they get from a, a career coach? So, yeah, if we're not in a pandemic, they'd walk in the beautiful new facility <laughs> and ask to get help. But this way they log into Zoom usually to get help. So um, if they're uh, an undergrad student, in, in my case, since that's the population I work with, if they're thinking about pursuing business, maybe they came into MSU as a business preference student or maybe they didn't. They came into something else and they want to switch to business. They could have a conversation with someone about business careers and exploring the different majors. You know, we specifically don't help with curriculum and picking courses. It's more just from a career standpoint. And then from there, if a student needs help with their job search, so everything from branding themselves on their resume in their LinkedIn profile to how they can be a more effective interviewer, 
um, all the way to, you know, we'll help them um, manage multiple offers or negotiate an offer. So it runs the gamut from career exploration to job search strategies and then, you know, finalizing an internship or job offer. That's on the coaching side. And we do, as you very well know, Justin, we do um, hire anywhere from 10 to 15 students as peer career coaches every year. Uh, in our office who are all seniors that have all had one or more internships or so very familiar with the job search process and we hire them um, to reflect each major and all of those students are available to meet with other students and help them in those same things. That's yeah I um it's it's so great that you guys do that I know when I first got to campus as a as a student interested in joining the business college I didn't really know where to begin like is it your resume do you get on a handshake do you start with LinkedIn so um I guess my next question would be if you had a freshman or a sophomore a student who's determined that they want to get into business, um, where would you say they start? So let's say they, they don't have a resume, they don't have a hand, their handshake set up, they don't have a LinkedIn. Um, where, where would you recommend they start their job search process? So, you know, a lot of the process of a job search, you have to understand yourself and what you're selling, right? And and what you have to offer. You know, what do you have that an employer would be willing to pay you for in an internship or a job? And so you have to sort of think about how do I market my value? And in this day and age, the way we market our value to land a new job or an internship is through resume, a LinkedIn profile, even a handshake profile, right? So you have to kind of know how to market that. So I would tell them, ask them if they're familiar with our recommended resume template. We have one if you're a freshman and we have one if you're a sophomore, junior, or senior. So to be familiar with the template, to try to put your resume in that type of format and to talk with someone about how you can develop strong bullet points. Because once you develop your resume, then it makes it easier to do your LinkedIn profile because it's very reflective of that. And then certainly, you know, starting on Handshake, there's a you can have a profile in Handshake, which is our online career management system, where all things sort of recruiting, job postings are there, and that the Handshake profile would mimic your LinkedIn and resume as well. So those are kind of the three ways you a student would brand themselves in writing, and our office would be able to help with all of that, um, both in developing the bullet points, getting it into a, a sort of a one page resume format, giving some advice on a LinkedIn profile, that kind of thing. So those are the, like the three main areas. Okay, and that those it sounds like so those were things that they should be doing like before COVID um, definitely should be doing before COVID. Uh, do you think that those are more important now? Uh, I mean, I guess the a second part to, second way to ask that question is what do you think the things what do you think are the things that have changed uh, for students now that they are looking for jobs in a completely virtual environment? Right. Well, from an employer perspective, they would say, hey, this is easier in some ways, right? We mm -hmm. don't have to travel to a campus. We don't have to stand in a hallway and try to catch students as they're walking by or at a career fair. We can just open up the link and um, we'll hope students will come chat with us virtually. So in some ways it's much easier. But the other thing that's happening in our situation right now is that employers, um, it's harder to forecast their hiring needs, right? So a lot of employers will come to a campus um, career fair or give an information session or a table in the BCC hallway to start meeting students, putting faces with resumes. 
Um, that can't really happen. Plus, they do that almost nine months in advance of when they need someone. And in, in this situation we're in, it, it's harder for them to forecast that and to know that. It's just more, so my point is it's more just-in-time hiring. So mm -hmm. an employer might normally hire five to 10 interns into their organization. They're not sure if they're gonna have that many or need more. So they will likely post the positions or recruit a little bit later. Um, which that works the advantage of some students who are more actively seeking later into the school year, right? Um, but it's just there's there's fewer ways for employers to interface with students. It's really just through whatever they set up through a software platform virtually. So having yourself having a student having themselves branded on LinkedIn where it's you don't have to wait to submit it. An employer can find you same with Handshake having your resume updated, updated and having it visible in those spots makes you um, always available. You don't have to wait to submit something to apply, if that makes sense. It does, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's that branding, it's incredible, right? Like you need to have something on LinkedIn and Handshake. So um, you, you touched on something that I found, I found really interesting. I hadn't heard that before. So employers, they're, they're hiring more how did you put that? They're closer to the date. They're not planning as far in advance. So uh, are, are the recruiters even still hiring? Like, does a student, like, how can a student right now, um, I know last year, I got my internship this time, right? At the beginning of the school year, I kind of planned it out, went to a couple career fairs. Uh, if a student is right now at that point, they're looking for an internship, they're looking for a job, um, are there even really jobs out there for them right now? And what would be the best place for them to go looking for those jobs? So there are jobs and certainly em employers are still hiring. There's just less of it. For example, last year, our main careers and business career fair, which was, um, it's usually end of September, early October, we had over 200 um, companies attend that last year. And that was at the height of the a top job market, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this year, right now, we're what, three weeks out from the career fair this year, we're at 135. So clearly less, significantly less, but still well over 100, right? So there's still employers hiring. Um, so, you know, the second part of your question is who's hiring in the industries might change a little bit. I mean, we can open up the Wall Street Journal or read the Morning Brew and it, and it doesn't take long to figure out that certain industries are thriving and certain industries are not. You know, hospitality is being killed, right? Um, you know, tech industry is a hot area right now because we're all having to use technology differently than we did. So we need people in the tech industry. Any sort of um, online B2B businesses, you know, that's that's um, up right now. But any sort of um, manufacturing, right, that produces products that we aren't buying, that's a risk right now. It just depends. I mean, it's booming back up. Like, you know, airline industry, Boeing, for example, hurt really bad. Um, where Amazon is, you know, hiring a ton. So, you know, we can figure out based on industries, but that's changing every few months as well. So there was a second part to your question about what, what students should be doing. I mean, you know, if you're an undergrad student and this is your first internship or maybe your second internship or your first job outside of finishing your degree, you're graduating in May, this is very early on in your career. You're just wanting to get experience and you're wanting to get your foot in the door somewhere. So it's important to be flexible 
I always ask students when I meet with them, do you have any restrictions geographically? Are you most passionate about certain industries over other industries? Are there certain areas of finance that you're more interested in other areas? Because um, the more limited you are in those areas, the, the harder it's going to be, right? If you're willing to go anywhere and you don't have to stay in just Detroit, for example, or if you're open to any industry, that just makes a job search a little more easier, especially in a tough market. So it sounds like if students have an opportunity, then they should they should probably take it. Something's better than nothing <laughs> at this point. Well, right, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're hedging by turning a student is hedging if they're turning down their one offer they have, especially this far away from summer or graduation. Is that is it worth taking something that you're relatively satisfied with? Nothing's perfect versus not having an internship or being unemployed. You know, any job is better than no job, right? Um, but that, that's where in this market right now, it might work to someone's advantage because employers might be hiring later. So then you don't you don't have to make a decision on an offer so early, except if you interned there before. So that's such a that's such an interesting thing. Like that's that's definitely something that has changed, right, from years previously. I I always thought it was they're hiring nine months out. So um, students that they should keep up with the job boards then it sounds like like we've got a job board on our website um just make sure they're active on their linkedin and their handshakes account something like that so you know in a normal market probably 50 to 60 percent of employers hire nine months in advance for interns and full-time but the other you know 40 to 60 percent they hire closer to summer right mm -hmm. which what i call more just in time hiring more immediate need direct hire they sometimes call it um you know and i like to say 60 to 70 percent of a job search is who you know and the connections you have the other 30 40 percent is job boards applying to things you know submitting a resume to something so you know the big ones for students are handshake linkedin and then obviously maybe indeed another third party site or individual company websites but the other 60 to 70 percent is making connections and you can do that through linkedin right connecting through linkedin is a great way to do that yeah. and i don't know if a lot of students know this but in handshake if a student is interested in a certain company let's say for example plant moran um, they can go into Plant Moran's uh, employer profile on Handshake and they can look to see other MSU students who have interned or work there or non-MSU students who have interned or work there. So if a student is really interested in, let's say, the McDonald's Corporation out of Chicago and they have a profile on Handshake, they can go and touch base with other students who may have interned there to see what it was like, what their interview was like, how they liked working for McDonald's, whatever it might be. So Handshake is another way that often students don't know they can use to tap into connections outside of LinkedIn. Yeah, I didn't realize. I had not realized that before. Um, and it's it's so important. The Spartan Network is a real thing. I know like for freshmen, anybody underclassmen who's listening to this, like it can be intimidating to reach out to somebody you don't know. But I going into my senior year now, I don't think I've ever had a single person say no or ignore me when I've reached out to them. They always give you some kind of response. And I can't think of a single negative experience. It's always been, yes, this is, you know, this is what you're asking for. Let me know if you need anything else. So that that's a great thing to know. Yeah, and that's true, Justin. I mean, imagine on the receiving end, if you receive an email, let's say you're out of MSU a couple of years and you receive an email or a message on LinkedIn from a student that was a, that's a sophomore and they're interested in learning more about Plant Moran, you'd be so thrilled 
to get that message like, oh, that's so great that the student wants to reach out to me. I feel so honored. So of course you're going to respond. So from the student end, it's uh, totally normal. I mean, the worst they can do is say, no, thanks, I don't have time, or they don't respond. But in most cases, alums and other students are going to respond. We're all collaborative and want to help each other. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So we, we've touched on a couple of things here, like talking, reaching out on Handshake and um, making sure your LinkedIn is properly branded. So if students um, can we maybe let let me ask you a little bit about like these virtual career events, um, because that's something that's going to be brand new for all, a lot of people this year. I know it's going to be for me. Could you maybe give us a few tips or, or anything that students should keep in mind, like navigating these virtual career fairs and job boards? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because it is and, and we're all trying to figure out on our end too at the same time. What's the phrase? We're trying to sail the ship in the middle of the storm. Uh, um, yeah. So normal, right? Right. We, you know, our office and larger MSU career offices, we contracted out with a platform called Easy Virtual Fair. It's abbreviated as EVF, you'll see. And we have three resources specifically available in our D2L community. So if you're a um, business broad admitted student or major declared, you have access to our D2L community. Uh, and if you go to the folder on career fair first impressions, there's several things in there, but one of them is a PDF that walks you through screenshots of what the platform will look like. There's a short, I think, four minute video on what it will look like. And then the last resource related to the virtual career fair platform is tips for what students can do to prepare for the fair and what they do while they're in it. And the biggest difference that um, students will experience if they've been to a, a, an in-person career fair before is that in lieu of talking to an employer, you know, waiting in line and talking to an employer face to face. Instead, what students have to do is send a chat um, and students have the option to do a private chat or a public chat. And on the other end, on the employers, you know, they may have three or four representatives, but the student doesn't know who they need to talk to. So this tip sheet will give advice about how you enter that employer booth or pavilion and make a public chat and say, hi, my name is Kristen Hintz. I'm a finance major seeking internships. Who do you suggest I talk to? Send the chat. And then they'll respond back with either talk to so-and-so at the booth or here's a video link to talk to so-and-so. And then it becomes more face-to-face. -face. So what we're suggesting students do is they have a document where they can cut and paste um, different things they want to say. It's Of course, it's very imperative that the spelling is perfect and grammar is perfect. This isn't texting chat, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's typing in your introduction, which is so different than what we've usually done, correct? So in the D2L communities, there are those resources specifically about the platform. And then we also have other resources related to sort of what we call a conversational tool. So if you, a student is invited to have a video conversation with an employer that's more back and forth, like, you know, through a video, um, then it will, this conversational tool helps them formulate, okay, what is the story I want to tell about my skills and my experience that best highlights, you know, why they'll want to ask me for an interview. That's and there'll cool. be opportunities to upload your resume. So students have to make sure and start in Handshake, go to the Finance Association Career Fair next week or the Careers and Business Career Fair the following week, see the employers that are coming and obviously as we get closer to the date those will be more updated research the companies they want to talk to 
see who's hiring for what, and then formulate your plan because you can't really get into the virtual career fair platform until the day of the fair. Hmm. So just like in a regular fair, you want to be prepared before you enter the Breslin Center and who you talk to, you want to do the same thing here. Are, are employers listing who the people on the other side of the chat box are? So you'll be able to see who, who you're talking to? So once you're at the fair, you mean the virtual fair? Or I guess both. Before well, and I don't think they will beforehand. Um, in fact, even in a <clears throat> in-person fair, they don't have to know who's showing up till they get there. But once the virtual fair opens up and people are representatives are waiting, they'll say, yeah, you need to talk to so-and-so. You know, she recruits for wealth management or you want to talk to so-and-so, he will talk to you about being a financial analyst or, you know, so that's when you'll get names of people. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's very important for students to have like a game plan going into the conversation and be very clear in what their intentions are. Like I know in, in years past, I would kind of have the strategy of I've had people I knew I wanted to talk to, and then maybe I'd wander in the career fair and come across a few random tables to warm up with my conversation skills. So it sounds like that might not apply this year. You should maybe just focus on what you're really, really passionate about. Well, I mean, you, well, I, I still would give the advice, don't start, start with your top employer. <laughs> Warm good, up yeah. with your fourth or fifth employer down the list, right? Mm -hmm. But you do want to have a plan with, you don't want to be talking to a company that's only recruiting for marketing and you're not, you know, you're a finance student. Yeah. So you want to know that. You don't want to be embarrassed in that sense. But keeping in mind that oftentimes uh, the employer that lists the information in Handshake or what they're recruiting for could be very different than who you're talking to when you're at the event. Plenty of students will talk to a company they're really interested in, say Apple. They always want to work for Apple, and Apple only recruits for supply chain. Sometimes they um, their resume gets forwarded to the right person in finance, and you know that happens. But this is all new for us, and we're not sure. You know, if a company has five or six representatives and they can accommodate all the students waiting, I mean, it's a longer time period, right? It's multiple hours. But if it gets really busy, just like when you go to a real career fair, there's long lines, and eh, I don't want to wait in that long line. You know, this this similar thing here. Okay. So <clears throat> definitely have to be prepared and show up early. But those are those are nothing new. That's something we should always be doing: be prepared and show up early. So, um buttoning up that one there just something off the top of my head what do you have any recommendations for what students should be wearing like i know i don't want to be sitting there in a suit and tie over a chat box but should should a student be wearing business professional for these uh you know if they're video chatting with recruiters at one of these events well to be safe i would say yes um, of course um, you don't want to be sitting there in a suit and tie or a, some sort of dressy shirt if you don't have to. But if you are invited <clears throat> into a, a video conversation with someone and they're going to see you from the shoulders up, you know, they're going to notice if someone has a tie on or not, or at least minimally a collared shirt for men. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think to err on the safe side, it, it, it could make a slight difference. And, and those are things that some employers will really notice. Some might not. Uh, some, you know, depending on your camera angle, you can't even really tell, but to err on the safe side for a situation like this, at least from the waist up, be in something professional and don't stand for, up then. <laughs> don't stand, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, make sure your background. That, that's the other thing too. Make sure you don't have any, you know, not too messy closets in the background. It's pretty professional. If you're showing your face on camera, your, your first impression is all you got at this point. Really, right. not all you got, but it's it means a lot. So, so Kristen, this has been great. Um, I've got kind of a two-part question here for you to wrap things up. So, I guess first, do you think there's anything COVID? has changed permanently for the campus hiring process, something that will never be the same. And then, um, so that's, I guess, on the negative side of the spectrum, but then on the positive side, is there any opportunities that have opened up because of COVID and because of this virtual environment that were maybe not there before? Yeah, great questions. <clears throat> so um, I think we're all figuring out uh, and managing successfully how to conduct work virtually right whether it's visual audio or electronic we're, we're all figuring out ways to do that and employers are going to realize that they can save a lot of costs to their recruiting expenses if they can do more of that continue to do more of this virtually so i think we'll see a lot more um, phone screenings uh, video screenings pre-recorded interviews that employers will want from candidates that will not decrease a whole lot once we're ever back to normal because that saved costs. At the same time, I know employers are really missing out on the fact that they can't come to campus and talk to students face to face. So it, that'll uptick a little bit. But once it gets down to weeding candidates out, they'll they, we figured out a way to do that virtually and, you know, they'll want to do that. Um, I don't know. It's almost too early to tell with your second part of the question. Um, you know, it, what's what's going to change? I, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same question just asked differently, right? It's mm -hmm. it's hard to tell, but I think um, we had been moving in the direction of making sure students know, know how to get support and know how to get help and know how to get access to information without having to talk to someone. You know, everything from um, VMOC, which is our artificial intelligence resume software, and now we're trying to contract out with them for an interviewing AI software that they don't have to talk to a human being. Uh, so, you know, for better or for worse, it makes it easier for everyone, but it also, the, the, the human being factor is, is set apart. And I think there's some real disadvantages to that. Um, so you'll, we'll just start to see more of it though, I think. I don't know if that answered your question. I might have missed part of that. Sorry. No, it, it definitely does. So it, it sounds like um, employers have realized where it's cost effective mm -hmm. to be recruiting. It, it's just shifted shifted in that aspect. Um, we they're missing the and correct me if I'm wrong, but they're missing the in person interactions. But they've realized that there's you know it's a lot easier to screen people out without coming to campuses so right. moving moving forward i guess it's hard to tell like you were saying it's hard to tell but one thing's for certain is they're probably going to be doing a lot more of those pre-recorded types of interviews that we we're talking about so. right right awesome and you know it's um you you've probably heard from students and as of have i it's very awkward to talk to yourself <laughs> and record yourself, right? I mean, we're not, most of us aren't in front of a TV camera all day like news people are, right? But we're getting used to it. And so students have to learn to be really comfortable recording themselves and listening to themselves. We offer a lot of great 
um, ways to do that. We're happy to review a re pre-recorded um, response to some interview questions through a software we have right now called Interview Stream, because we often don't notice how much we do filler words, whether it's mm -hmm. like or um or you know or whatever it might be, and it just takes listening to yourself or having someone else tell you that this has to be fixed, and that's that's what practice is for. So. Yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much. Um, this has been great. This is going to help so many students. Um, last thing here, I'd open the floor up to you. Is there anything you think uh, we didn't touch on today that would might be important for a, a Spartan to know going into this school year? I think uh, the biggest takeaway would be we really we want students to take advantage of all the things our office has to offer. Everything from a document review, like a resume or cover letter LinkedIn, all the way to I've got this job offer. I'm not sure if it's where it should be competitively. Can I talk to someone? And then everything in between there, right? Uh, most students don't interview well. Most people don't interview well, and it takes practice to get better. So we'd rather have students practice with us and make mistakes, and it's not going to matter. It just only makes them better. So the takeaway is to use our office. We also, uh, back in the spring when COVID first started, we collected a bunch of resources related to sort of adjusting your job search during COVID, collected some links uh, related to, you know, side gigs, industries that are hiring, uh, business schools across the country were reporting companies that were in hiring freezes or not. Uh, I can provide those links to you, Justin. You can share that with the group. So it's all those kinds of things that we're here to support students. I mean, our goal is to make sure students get practical experience outside the classroom and then jobs after graduation. And that's what we want to help with. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Kristen. Yeah, thank you so much. I know we have a link on our website where you can send your resume right to the Russell Palmer Center and get a peer career coach to review it for you. So Kristen, it was great having you. Okay. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care. If you like what you heard today, hit subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The MSU Wealth Management Association is a student group at Michigan State aimed at training the next generation of financial advisors. For more information, check out our website, msuwma.com. See you guys next week. <laughs>